This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And I'll say right up front here, if at any point during this show you want to learn more information, feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit our website at www.taraenolan.com. You can check out what we look like and the different services that we offer. And also feel free to click on our radio page to look at past shows and actually subscribe for the show on iTunes and Google Play. That way you can go back and re-listen to shows that you may have missed and tune into some of the other kinds of topics that we have. Today, we're gonna talk about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement. So for my listeners out there that like to take notes and make lists, today is your show. So we're gonna get into, you know, just some really good ideas, because the big picture is, I just wanna get you thinking about your money and thinking about being in the driver's seat, because it's all about being in control. That's what makes you feel good about your money. But. Before we jump into all of that, let me check in with Tony. Tony, how you doing? I am so good, Tara. Great to be here. And that sounds like a, a great show. I suppose I need my pen and paper out as well. Um, Absolutely. 10 tips to control our expenses. Boy, my wife really wants me to listen to this one. Get those expenses <laughs> under control. Uh, in that area, you know, usually, you know, to be sexist, a lot of it used to be the stereotype, the women. Uh, we go out and spend the money, and the guys were frugal. Well, in our relationship, it's the opposite, Tara. And you've helped me a lot, but uh, yeah, my wife keep me out of the record stores. I just I like to shop. I'll be honest. So, well, and Air Amazon Prime has made it a pretty equal opportunity oh, spending situation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's affected our whole family. Yeah, actually, my wife's not bad. She is she is very thrifty, and that's part of her upbringing. Uh, her mom, you know, was very, very thrifty. So uh, in my upbringing, not so much. It's not like my my parents wasted money. They just didn't teach me about money. Uh, I didn't learn good uh, spending lessons, but they did make me work. And so I got a good work ethic, which helps. So, uh, but yeah, that sounds like a great topic. I'm doing great. How about you, Tara? How are you doing? Oh, having a great time. This this later fall, late summer time of year is just my favorite. And I think I was telling you, we, we had the uh, front stoop had a little settling issue this year. So that's actually driving me to spend some money and build a new patio. Oh, wow. So, new patio being put in. We're actually, we, we've been looking at doing it for about 10 years, but I'm, I'm kind of like you on a thrifty side of, uh, yeah, I'm like, I could put that in, but or I could just save that money. <laughs> I have a hard time spending money. <laughs> so if it's not something to do with a horse, then I'm like, yeah, we, we don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it looks great. It's going to be really nice to have a, we have a lot of family and friends over. So it's always nice to have that big area where everybody can sit and be comfortable. Yeah, that's nice. I, I mean, I think that's awesome. You're going to enjoy that. I, I know you don't like to spend money on those things, but you needed a, 
a deck. You needed a new area, and uh, that's great. That's great. Now, you said your horses are actually uh, out front uh, on your front yard sometimes, and they might walk on it. Well, that was one of the things we were talking with the the designer, the landscaper guy, and I said, and this is going to be horse proof. And he said, what? <laughs> I said, well, see those big horses over there? I said, they like to come out and check out what's going on. So they'll wander across this at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. He's like, well, <laughs> if they've got shoes on, it might scratch it up a little bit, but otherwise yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's funny. Well, now uh, today's topic is going to be a good one. 10 tips to control our expenses. And who doesn't want to find ways, Tara, to make their dollar last longer and go further? But sometimes it's not that easy. I mean, uh, I love the saying, they say you can tighten the belt, but it can give you a stomach ache, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, Tony. And that's, you know, that's one of the really big things I like to talk with my clients about is we want to save money and, and plan for retirement, but you don't want to do it to the point where then you don't enjoy life because there's got to be that balance, right? right? You can't just be so miserable that like you're living on a diet of uh, bread and water because you don't ever want to go out to eat. So there's, it, it's that, that balance and finding that balance in things. I really like this first tip that we're going to talk about is cut where it doesn't hurt. And so uh -huh. what we're talking about here, Tony, is let's look at prioritizing our costs. And Tony, I just love the way this we're we're getting into this prioritizing of costs because this is actually also what I do in my military job is when we look at our budget. I, I like it. One of one of the generals just briefed it and he said, It's not that there's not money, it's just what you need is not my priority today. <laughs> Which probably is, is is a message you get a lot. Well, so you have to just get very good at determining what is really your need versus your want. Yeah. Right. We've all had that discussion. Yep. And so, but let's step one, let's just take a look at, are you spending money where you don't even, you know, for things you don't even care about that much, you know? So I like you paying, one of the great things I like to do, Tony, with my retirees especially, is go through and do that scrub on your credit card bill. And you've probably done this with your elderly parents as well, where you go through and you find all these little subscription kind of things where like, you're like, I don't even remember signing up for that once a month book club. And I don't even use that. So you. Those things just kind of collect, and, and it's always good to do that that scrub on your credit card bill every now and again to go, hmm, what's on here that I don't even know I have? Right. <laughs> that is a good idea, and I can't believe that people, I used to be one of the, I have to admit, uh, it's been a while, but I used to be one of those people who didn't pay attention to my bill, just paid it, uh, until, until I realized something got brought to my attention, and I'm like, hey, I've been paying like these three charges every month, I have no idea what they're for. So well, I, I really, because I study business, right? Because I'm a business owner. And uh, Dan Kennedy is was the guy, one of the guys that pioneered this concept of getting people to pay for subscriptions. And like the most common one, you know, is like the gym. Like if you ever signed up to the gym and they're like, okay, if you're going to sign up for your gym membership, you just need to, to give us your credit card so that we can just bill you monthly. Right. And make it automatic. Yeah. You know, like for your convenience, we're going to do that. Yeah. Or I was just at the uh, store the other day getting my hair cut and they had, they said, oh, would you like this free subscription to this magazine? I said, sure. Well, just sign here, put your credit card in here. And then if you don't want it, you can just cancel it later. I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's how you end up with all these subscriptions. You're like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Because it's something, well, it won't cost you anything if you come back later and cancel it. But you, how many of us are good about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of us forget or let it go by the wayside, right? So I gave you two confessionals, Tony. Do you have anything to confess? 
<laughs> oh, I'm, I am so guilty of those kinds of things. I realized we had been paying for, when my kids were little, there was this thing called Club Penguin where they could log online and then they would play, they, they assigned a, a profile to a little penguin and they'd go around in this village and they could go into stores and do different things and play different games. It was an online community uh, mm-hmm. for young kids. So it was moderated and it, as, a, as a parent, it was great and it was educational. It was really cool. My kids were in it. Cost a monthly fee, right? Um, well, mm-hmm. um, I think we paid that monthly fee. Luckily, it wasn't that much, but I think we paid that monthly fee for, I'm going to say a good five years after the kids stopped using. I'm not kidding. Sure. I'm not kidding you. Five years. And that adds up. I mean, it was a low fee. It was like something like $4 a month or something. But can you imagine? Or it was five bucks a month, I think, or seven. But that adds up. I mean, and five years every month paying something that we weren't even using. And I had forgotten that was reoccurring. I thought it wouldn't reset after a year or something. But nope, they just kept charging us. So. Well, and that's my secret plan, Tony, as a financial planner, is I like to get my clients to sign up for little investment strategies that way, so small that they don't even notice it's happening. <laughs> Use that for good. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, it's terrible that companies do that, and uh, everybody does that. Uh, it's, it's it it works. They do it because it works, so... Well, it's like so gift cards. It's like is, gift cards. Um, exactly. The, the company Target makes, I forget what the nut figure is, but it's astronomical, the, the the amount of gift cards that are bought and never used. Oh, I believe it. Because I get those and I lose them and then I find them and I'm like, eh, that's probably old by now. And Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You know, the, uh, one of the great lines is, uh, as, as you mentioned, the, sometimes the best bargain is the purchase you don't make, right? Absolutely. I mean, that should be on a throw pillow. Or, yeah, or I, you know, I have uh, my friends that love to go shopping. They're like, well, it was two for one, so I, how could I not buy it? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so we're, we're all definitely, you know, in, in the habit of that is, you know, just anything that you don't need that you can get rid of. You know, it's always great. I love it when you can have things that, you could, that you're not using. You can donate to your favorite charity, to your church. Um, even if you don't make money on them, just getting getting rid of the clutter in your life that's not adding that value is feeds into that. You know, the best bargain is just the purchases that you don't make. Or it's okay to buy things, but sometimes you just want to take that extra step and go, do, do I really want that? Well, yeah, exactly. You have to ask yourself that. And I know that uh, one way uh, is to uh, get rid of stuff, right? Absolutely. I mean, just, that's big. It, just yeah just getting rid of that clutter and because a lot of times we have stuff i have stuff that's new that i don't even know where i got it from and it'll still have the price tags on it so it's not like it's just junk you don't want to give people your junk but when you have like the nice stuff that's usable definitely you know clear out that it it clears your mental space and um, you can get tax deductions so there's just a lot of goodness that can come from from sharing what it is that you don't really want or need anymore yep and i think that's huge i mean Obviously, it's a huge opportunity. There's a big online community now to sell things like eBay and Craigslist. And it is actually a, a way to cut expenses to sell things you don't need, right? It is. And, you know, a third tip, and I think this one's kind of funny, but it just gets you thinking is, you know, secondhand clothes can be a great opportunity. You know, wow. how many people... You know, my sister-in-law is a huge clothes horse, and she actually has like a, a whole 
deal with eBay where she's always recycling her clothes. So that at least she's uh, getting a little bit back for what she has. And um, so that's just an example, you know, if you have a, a different clothes or a great one, Tony, is when people retire and they have all those business suits that they've been using. And when they retire, they're not going to use all those business suits. Some young and up and comer could use a closet full of business suits. So there's just a lot of, of good, good things that can happen with the secondhand situation. Right. I think that's really good and very valuable. I mean, uh, maybe my it's a game changer, really. Uh, my closet of Hawaiian shirts might not just be high fashion. They might be valuable. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Right. That's that someone who who has Hawaiian shirts that wrote that that line, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Tara, I, so, I hate to admit I do own Hawaiian shirts. So. Oh, well, you know, I worked in uh, one of my first reserve jobs was in Hawaii. And there was Hawaiian Hawaiian business casual. And I was like, I love this. And you can wear a Tony to Bahama shirt with a pair of khakis. And that's considered business casual. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like the Hawaiians are doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as a tie. Well, you throw on a nice Tommy Bahama shirt, you're good to go. Well, one man's trash is, a, is another man's treasure. What's another tip for controlling our expenses in retirement? Well, and this is a great one I think that we're all familiar with is to control your credit. You know, I, ideally as you get into towards retirement, you should be paying down your debt. And I'm talking like the credit card debt. Things like your mortgage, um, you're probably gonna have a car payment. Those are things that you need to have, but really getting control of that, especially Tony, a lot of people, I think the averages are up around like fifteen to $20,000. A lot of people just kind of carry on credit card, you know, with the trips to, to Home Depot or Lowe's or movies, you know, just those little things that add up. Yep. So they add up. just start controlling your credit. Step one is just starting with that, you know, that check to go, you know what? I haven't run through all my expenses in a while. Let me just kind of get a handle on what I'm actually spending money on. Right. Exactly. So uh, you, yeah. you got to have the, you got to have that under control, but uh, how, how common is it to, uh, for a retiree to carry a mortgage into their retirement? Tony, it's becoming a lot more common because what I'm finding with a lot of my clients is as they're getting towards retirement, this is also the time where they're looking to relocate and, you know, build that home they've always wanted. So, of course, they're, you know, trading in a house that's pretty much paid off for a mortgage. So that's becoming more and more common. And the thing is with the mortgage, and there's a lot of math we can get into. We're not going to do that on the radio. <laughs> but <laughs> Thank you. there's a lot of opinions about uh, mortgages and paying off your house versus having that mortgage. There's a lot of pros and cons, but the bottom line here, Tony, is this is where you have to do that gut check and go, what makes me feel better? Because no matter what the math looks like, a lot of people just, they like that feeling of having their house paid off. Yep. They definitely do. Well, I think this is great advice. Now we're almost out of time for this first segment of the show. Tara, is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break? Well, Tony, um, Chris and I really believe in helping people get through this part of getting ready for retirement. We'd like to help people get to be in control of their money. And that starts with understanding, you know, where you're spending your money and how you're doing that. So Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today. Tony, the number is 719-210-4242. And Tony, people can also visit our website, www.taraenolan.com, 
click on the Financially Tuned button for the radio show and they can download a complimentary retirement income toolkit. This is also a great information book to start getting educated about what kinds of things you should be doing as you are planning for your retirement. That sounds great. And what's that phone number one more time? If people want to call you for that, get a second opinion, uh, what's that number? Sure, Tony. It's 719-210-4242. And Chris and I love to help people get started with that plan for success. All right. And what's that website address? Sure, Tony. It's www.taraenolan.com. All right. Sounds great, Tara. Listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Nolan Financial Radio and our host, Tara Nolan, after this. Losing a spouse can be devastating. When it occurs, there is a whirlwind of emotions and decisions that need to be made. The last thing you want to do is worry about your finances. At Tara Nolan Advisory Services, we focus on helping women and making life transitions a little bit easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide titled, The Top Six Things Every Woman Should Do Before the Death of Their Spouse. Give our office a call today at 719-210-4242 or visit taraenolan.com and we will be happy to send you a copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help make them simpler. Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. And if you're just tuning in and you find there's information that you need a little to know a little bit more about, definitely give Chris and I a call, 719-210-4242. Also visit us at our website, www.taraenolan.com. If you're just tuning in, today we're talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement. So uh, this actually came from an article of US News and World Report. So far, we've covered three of those tips. We talked about cutting where it doesn't hurt. Number two, selling what you're not using. And we had talked about getting control of your credit. So Tony, did I miss anything? No, that's a, those are the first three you covered. Uh, great tips so far. What's the next one on the list? Yeah, let's jump right in. So the next tip that I have, especially for retirees in retirement, is let's talk about travel. Simply put, use your head when you travel. Just a little research can go a long way when you're traveling. You know, now that you're retired, you don't have to go during the peak travel seasons. You have a little more time to to shop around for some of those bargains and get some of those great package deals. Uh, you know, those home away from homes or Airbnbs can be interesting if you like a little adventure. Um, you know, there's just a lot of flexibility you have now that you're retired that you didn't have. And it's kind of, it takes a little bit to get out of that habit pattern of, well, I can only basically go during the summer or during school holidays. And when you go, oh, I can go once the kids are all back in school. How nice. <laughs> so there's just a little <laughs> bit of things you can look at. And then just figuring out where, you know, where do you want to travel? Because there's always, you know, there's little staycations that you can do closer to home so you can get that same feel of getting out of your house, but maybe just going close by to visit the kids and grandkids and then get that visit in. So there's just a lot of different things. The biggest thing being the flexibility you have because you're retired and you're not going nine to five to a job every day. Mm, interesting. Uh, these are great ideas. I mean, I know travel is a huge part of retirement. Uh, for a lot of people. And it's a great way to stay entertained, isn't it? It is, Tony. And, and one of the things I've noticed with a lot of couples that I work with is one of the things, and it's actually, if you read psychology books, it's actually a thing, is that a lot of couples really enjoy spending money together. 
And um, I've had some clients where they really enjoyed the thing they really liked was going out and, and going to, you know, these quaint little towns to look at these artist communities, but they would spend thousands of dollars on art. And they just, there's something in it. There's, it's interesting if you read psychology books, there's, it actually like re- releases endorphins or makes you feel good somehow to, to make these large purchases together. So one of the things that you can start doing once you're retired again is to really start digging into what your community offers. Because a lot of communities have free summer concerts and fall festivals. You know, the public libraries have free seminars, book clubs, lectures, a lot of churches and veterans associations or different social clubs provide that need that we're looking for to just get out and connect and make those new friendships. So there's just so many different kinds of things that you can do for entertainment that are bigger than just spending money. Right. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So uh, I think that it's really important because there are so many options out there, a lot to think about. What's another tip? This is a really important one, and Tony, I know that we do, we've done some shows just on this idea is separating from your kids. It's okay, and you should when your kids are small to be paying for their clothing and their, their fruits and vegetables. But once your kids are now young adults, you don't have to keep paying for their, their rent or helping them with their down payments on cars and you know just all the, the little things that they say, oh, I just need some money. So it's always a balance because it's hard to say no, but sometimes you can work on teaching your adult children those good life lessons of what it's like to be on their own. Yeah, and that's key, obviously. Um, that can be a tough move to make, though. Uh, is uh, number seven maybe a little easier? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, as you like to say, it depends. <laughs> uh, so number seven, we call this go green. And I think a lot of us have already kind of looked at this, you know, just getting in that habit pattern of when you leave a room, you turn the lights out. Uh, you know, if you can, over the winter, just, you know, turn your heat down that one or two, one or two degrees lower or the same thing with your air conditioning, just adjusting it so it doesn't cost as much money, especially when you're not at home. One of the things with electronics is you can get those thermostats that will keep the home cooler when you're not at home and then turn the heat up when you're going to get back from work. So looking at that, um, some of the things you can look at is when you're coming up to get a new vehicle. We're getting a lot of new options now with electric vehicles and some of the hybrids. So just there's a lot of little things that you can do in terms of going green. Tony, did I tell you what Chris and I just did recently? Uh, No, what did you do? We actually, the threshold happened and so we've got solar panels on the barn. Oh, wow. So we've been watching it. It's really exciting because we've been watching it every year. And this year with the the cost of the solar panels and it feeds back into the electric company, it's essentially going to be a wash. Wow. So it's not costing us any more to have the solar panels. But what's nice is as soon as Tesla or one of these other companies comes up with a nice battery for the home, we're going to be able to plug those solar panels into a battery so that we'll have, and for us, it's nice to have backup because we live out in the country a little bit. And during those winter storms, you lose power. That's not, that's not any fun. No. But usually we always have sun. So, so we're looking forward to getting to be able to be off the grid a little bit. So what are our last three tips then for controlling our expenses in retirement? Well, this next one we're going to talk about is to save on savings. And, I, and Tony, I know this gets tired because I say it, but I think it's so important is what is a legal way to make 30% return on investment? There is none. 
There's just not. But this is about what most of us are paying in taxes. Wow. And so it's always, this has got to be such an important part of every retirement plan, Tony, is people understanding how they pay taxes. And so one of the most important things, especially if you're looking at relocating, is to factor in state taxes because there's a lot of states out there that don't charge uh, state taxes. So that might be something that can help drive your decision, you know, all things being equal, relocate somewhere where you don't have those state taxes. So that that can make a difference. And some states don't tax your Social Security income. So those are kind of things you want to look at. So especially if, you know, Social Security is going to be part of your retirement that you're looking at. So we want to look at all those things because you don't want to pay extra with taxes. And so part of that is just getting that education. And then, you know, one of the things that I really like people to do is when we're working with the CPA is just to set up the right amount of tax withholding because a lot of people don't do well when they come and having to pay a lump sum at the end of the year. So if you've got a good financial plan in play, that's not a big deal. But let's face it, Tony, most people don't plan ahead that well. <laughs> and so True. so it's nice to set up, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where we're, we're all pretty well trained to pay small monthly subscriptions. So if you can just do that also with your, your tax withholdings, it just keeps it simpler. And then all of a sudden you don't have one large bill at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, obviously uh, it's easier to plan on paying quarterly than in one yearly lump sum for most people. So uh, what's the next tip you have for us? Well, <laughs> you know, don't covet your neighbor's social media posts. And uh, Tony, this is this really gets to the heart of the matter is when dealing with money, it's interesting how it's very little to do with math and it's so much to do with emotion and the baggage we all have from our families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just, you have to remember when you're looking on social media, does anyone post their bad day, really? Uh, you no. know, <laughs> unless it's just, unless they're being like a little bit of dark humor, people, people post when, when the highlights are happening, when really good things have happened to themselves. Yep. And, and I have to remind friends of mine, if they're feeling depressed and then they'll get on Facebook and start looking, well, everybody else's live is perfect. And, you know, mine is just the worst and just that just stay, remind yourself to stay away from that because it's that, you know, keeping up with the Joneses idea, just don't covet your neighbor's social media posts because just remember if they're even true, it's they're having a really good day. That's not the everyday. Uh, now, as usual, the time has just flown by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Tara? Definitely. I just want to highlight, Tony, the bottom line for today's show is just start thinking about how you spend your money because, Tony, all of my clients say they're so happy when they're finally feeling like they're in control of their money, they know they're not paying too much money in taxes, and they kind of have a plan. So the whole point of this lesson with all these tips is, you know, some of them are a little silly, like, you know, your Hawaiian t-shirt collection might be a great source of income. Probably not, but you get the idea. So just start thinking in your life, what do I spend my money on? Do I prioritize things well? Is there anything where I can make make better decisions? So Tony, Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today that really feel like that those things make sense. And I want to get a financial plan for success written down for myself. Um, So we've set aside those calls. Tony, the number is 719-210-4242. All right. That sounds great. And great show today, Tara. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. 
Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.